care of people with medical needs, if the power goes out an average of six times a month and you're on a dialysis machine or on an oxygen machine, that's actually life-threatening. And so they're so grateful to have the possibility to sleep through the night. I mean, one of the families, there was a blackout that night and they didn't even know it because the solar with the battery storage was able to keep their machines running through the night. Hello and welcome to the Solar Maverick podcast, where solar meets entrepreneurship and experience. I'm your host, Benoit Thanjan, so let's get into it. Hi, this is Benoit, your host of the Solar Maverick podcast. I'm really excited to have Bill Jordan and John Moran, and they're here to actually talk about Let's Share the Sun Foundation, which is a great cause since 2010. It's been installing solar across Haiti, Honduras, and Puerto Rico. Welcome to the podcast. Excited to hear more about it. And I've heard great things from a lot of people about it. So, Well, thank you for having us. I mean, it's just uh, great to have the opportunity to share what we've been up to. So the Let's Share the Sun Foundation, co-founder with my wife, we did our first solar install on the for-profit side with Jordan Energy and Food Enterprises in 2009. And we've been people trying to give back from the outset with whatever we've been involved in. So we said, let's donate 10% of our profits for Jordan Energy and Food Enterprises to a foundation that would try to do solar in the poorest parts of the world. So that was 2009. January 2010, the earthquake happened in Haiti. And that was a pretty clear arrow to where you should go. And so we've done about a dozen installs in Haiti. We've also done a lot of revolving loan programs with solar-powered LED lights in Haiti, and we got invitations to Honduras, so we did an orphanage in Honduras. And most recently, we've had a strong focus on Puerto Rico, which is where we really got involved with John and a lot of other solar companies that have wanted to help in the process. That's really great to hear about how you're donating basically 10% of your, I guess, profits or revenue to the charity. And it's been around for 12 years. Yeah, I would say slow and steady, we said, as was the strategy for the growth of Jordan Energy. It's like uh, the last decade has had a lot of growth in our industry. We're very well positioned with both now. But as people have become aware, we've gotten really very good at, one, supporting local enterprises. So we're not just dropping gifts out of the air. We support local companies that have grown with some mentorship from us. And then we have delegations that combine young people with experienced solar people like John that can help make for a very meaningful installation. So we can go through the different chapters of the history. But like I said, most recently, we've been focused on Puerto Rico. Hurricane Maria happened. And obviously, people were out of power for over a year in the parts of the country that we've been working with in Puerto Rico and Adjuntas. Definitely. That's a really great and obviously very important, especially with what happened with Puerto Rico. And I think still people are without power even after the hurricane, which I've heard. And then can you talk about how you get students involved with an experienced solar person? I know John has solar installation experience. Bill reached out to me and kind of explained what Let's Share the Sun is doing. We're both University of Notre Dame graduates. So we had that connection and Bill will be modest, but he's Peace Corps guy, comes from the right place all the time. And it just spoke to me what you can do with solar and what he had already done. I was like, I want to be a part of this. So we had met out on campus last year at a football game. He was having one of his board meetings. And I met Bill and some of the other folks. And Luke Lewandowski from Wood Mac was there. He was like, we're going to Puerto Rico in early March. I was like, I would love to do that. I did start my career installing up on the rooftop. And it was great to go down there. These folks that we did help, a lot of them had medical conditions and had lost power for some up to a year, I think, after Hurricane Maria. And the funny thing is we would go down there, we'd install solar and we put battery and there's battery backup. And I think within like two or three weeks after we left, there was a blackout on the island. Fire caught a substation and the whole island went out. 
Amongst the 10 installs that we did, one of the families got highlighted in a New York Times article, another in BBC, another in the Today Show, because here are people with medical needs. If the power goes out an average of six times a month and you're on a dialysis machine or on an oxygen machine, that's actually life-threatening. And so they're so grateful to have the possibility to sleep through the night. I mean, one of the families, there was a blackout that night and they didn't even know it because the solar with the battery storage was able to keep their machines running through the night. So I think a lot of people are looking at Puerto Rico saying solar really is just the common sense solution, especially, I mean, we installed top of the line solar inverters that had batteries backup. And I mean, that's exactly what's being installed in the wealthiest parts of the world in certain locations, right? That's great to hear that you're having like top notch equipment tier one to be able to install. And are people donating that? Or is that part of the fundraising? Yeah, we look for the easy yes in terms of donations. So in John's case, he said, I'm going to get a couple of my buddies. And three people came and I'd say they're probably going to be lifelong partners. <laughs> yeah, we had a ball down there. It's like <laughs> you install solar during the day and then play guitar and have a couple of beers at night. It's, it's just a wonderful, <laughs> it's a great week. So anyone out in the industry, whether you can donate time or money, you should look into it. We're in Ad Juntas. We can talk about that too, but it's really the kind of this area in the central Puerto Rico, Casa Pueblo. Bill, you can talk about Casa Pueblo and kind of what they're doing there. Yeah. Well, Casa Pueblo has been around for 40 years, and so they're a reliable partner. And they started with saving the forest from some mining objectives 40 years ago, but they were the first to get into solar, and they're the first town that we have found that wants to go 100% solar. So there were 21,000 people in that juntas before Maria. They're down around 17,000. So you have some challenges with all of the strain, but they will be the first town that's 100% solar. And also to your point, Benoit, about donations, shout out to BQ Energy just up in the Hudson Valley, really large development company that focuses on landfill. They gave us 60 panels for this install. They've donated more for round two in 2023. So we look for the easy yes amongst solar industries. What is easy? What fits in your schedule? And once you go on one of these delegations, it's pretty easy to become uh, kind of enthusiastic about. It really recharges my batteries because we spend some time fighting utilities here in the solar development world. And hopefully that gets better. But at the end of the day, you put six panels on 10 homes that has such a big input with young people that are now enthusiastic. So the other side of that is an open invitation to people from industry to contact us at Let's Share the Sun. But we also work with high schoolers and we work with college-age students. And we try to tell them that they are going to be the leaders of the solar industry. And I truly believe that. And so, I mean, one kid actually, I'll name him Tim McCory. Ann Reynolds is the executive director of ACE New York. Anne has been really supportive. When she met us, she says, I want to go to Haiti with you and my son. And that, he was 15 years old at that time. He caught the fever. He knew a lot already as a young man. And then he said he's going to take a gap year before he starts at Boston University. So he wanted to learn Spanish. And we said, you go and you lead this 10 home effort. He is an amazing young man. I mean, he was essentially fluent in Spanish by the time we got down there and coordinated this whole trip. I mean, so mature. The whole thing would not have been possible without Tim. He really was the boots on the ground and just a special young man. So we say to young people, and one of the things he's done is he's gotten 15 high school students up in the Adirondack. They formed the Adirondack Solar Alliance. 
So they're raising $40,000 to do solar on an elder care facility in April. So we're going to have a big group in March with Notre Dame Energy again and 12 students from Notre Dame. But in April, we have a group of high schoolers that are going around doing presentations and the PayPal is ringing off the hook. They have a presentation and donations are streaming in. So I think those are two populations we've melded together really well because they like to hear from the solar professionals, hey, could I have a career in this? And I think there are the seeds of some careers as they have these experiences in these poor parts of the world. You were talking about the students. I've been going back to Notre Dame since probably 2008 or 2009 and talking about careers in renewable energy. And there was a sister, Kathleen Cannon, there who apparently recently retired. But in the beginning, it was sparsely attended. And over the years, you saw it getting more and more attended. And Bill came to one or two of them. And you see this is a career path for people now. And especially with the new legislation passing, there's a lot of interest. And I tell it, there's whether you're an engineer or law school, there's a lot of different pathways. And Pinoy, we work with a lot of different people in the industry. So you can be in sales, you can be on the installation side. So I think one of the reasons you were interested in this, Benoit, is because you want to come out to a Notre Dame football game. (laughs) (laughs) Notre Dame Cal game. So at halftime of the Notre Dame Cal game, there will be, for anyone listening to the podcast right now, if you watch the game, they're going to have, um, what would you fight for? It's always something nice that a Notre Dame grad student's doing. So there's a bunch of Notre Dame students were down in at Juntas with us, and they'll kind of show, if you get a chance to watch it, what everyone was doing down there. So NBC sent a film crew down there, and it was great to interact with these young kids and talk to them about their future career goals and whether they were going to go into renewables or not, just to give them some advice. So it was awesome. So there's Notre Dame Energy is the Department of Engineering, and we partnered with them well. One of the 12 students is actually Puerto Rican, Lucas Barreto, just outlier young man. We had him as an intern this summer. So they look at the issue of energy through the lens of a Puerto Rican family. And this is a young man decided to become an engineer and get into renewable energy because of what Maria did to his island. And he's going off to study this semester in Rome, but this is one of the young people that will lead our industry down the road. I have no doubts about it. And we're wise with our companies and the for-profit side to get connected up with these young people and help mentor them along so that they can take on careers in our industry. Yeah, that's exciting. I mean, there's so many benefits to this. Obviously, the first thing is helping families that don't have electricity to have that through renewable energy. Then the whole mentorship program was finding the next sort of talent, I guess, in the solar industry, which is huge considering solar makes maybe one to two percent of total generation in the U.S. and the goals that we all have. So there's going to be a lot of young people that we need to hire. And obviously, it's also relaxing and fun. As a leading authority in the solar industry, life gets very busy. In addition to traveling the world as a speaker and for my entrepreneurial ventures, I'm a son, friend, investor, and entrepreneur. And when it comes to delivering a great sounding show for my listeners, I choose Podcast Laundry. All I have to do is record and send and the rest is done. They do the dirty work of podcasting for me. Yes, social media graphics, quotes, show notes, master editing, and much more. All I have to do is record. So if you're a busy podcaster like me with an engaged audience and want to free up your time to do more of what you you love, like going to the gym or spending time with loved ones, go to podcastlaundry.com to schedule your consultation or call 347-871-8273. That's podcastlaundry.com or 347-871-8273. I remember when John came back from the trip, he was like, (laughs) just talk. Every time I talked about it, (laughs) talked to him like the past few weeks afterwards, he was just so excited about it. 
You seem very recharged after Yeah, that. you know, because we get in the solar industry, sometimes you're in doing due diligence or you're in spreadsheets or you're negotiating stuff and it becomes a job, right? But then to go back to the source and to see that the impact that this can have and the transformational potential of solar, especially on a place like Puerto Rico where electricity is so expensive. You know, they say like Hawaii is a postcard for the future. Puerto Rico, the problems they're having down there with energy right now, it's really, I think you're seeing it and it's going to happen faster and faster where it just makes just so much sense. Obviously, they get storms down there, but if you have battery, and now the price of batteries coming down, it's taking off. I was actually on Twitter this morning, and I was someone talking about these virtual power plants and how there was a Tesla Powerwalls in California. A lot of folks got paid for demand response, essentially, action. With all these batteries and solar going in Puerto Rico, they should be setting up VPPs and everything else. And, you know, it will happen, but with the price of everything coming down, we're right there now, and you're going to see it's going to happen very quickly. I actually am thinking of another population that's come up for us that's really attracted to this, and it's recent retirees. So I know they won't mind me mentioning them, but Joe Martens was the commissioner of the DEC recently. He just retired from being offshore wind person at ACE New York, and he's gotten totally enamored with his wife with the mission of Let's Share the Sun as has a recent retiree from the NYSERDA, Janet Joseph, who most people in New York State know Janet really well. She's been a vital support. And so it's an open invitation for involvement. And like I said, we like to start with the easy yes. In the case of BQ, they gave those 60 panels. They sent one of their employees. Mike Magnoli was on the trip. He loved it. And so he comes back to his team, just like John did, say, hey, we got to do more of this next round. And that's how we go from raising 100,000 last year to a goal of 200,000 this year for a whole community solar type of endeavor in one of the poorest parts of Adjuntas, up to 40 homes we're seeking to install with the March of 2023 anchored dates. Yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast and Benoit will put the link in, please make a donation for to sure. the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, John. <laughs> yeah. So that's obviously the primary way to donate. Let's share the sun.org. We'll put it in obviously the notes of the podcast. As John said, the trip is March 2023 for those homes that you were talking about. Is there any details about the donation that people should know about? Is there minimum? There's no minimum donations. I mean, we got some people that donate $10 a month. It's kind of their coffee money. They say they're going to sacrifice. We don't have a minimum per se, but I think that the average install is 8000 when you take into consideration all the costs. So if you get the panels donated, you lower that a little bit. It's a heavy lift for us because we're really busy on the Jordan Energy side. But the executive director, Bernadette Jordan, is another Notre Damer, 2016 graduate, and she's doing a great job. And what we are doing is we have a strong board of directors that meets regularly, and we are not confined to March. That's the big one in March of 2023, but we have invitations from other countries now, and we're really kind of stepping it up such that Joe Martens would say there's no limit to the potential here because you think about solar happening concurrently in the poorest parts of the world— with the developed world and the need there, a little bit of solar with some batteries goes a long way in these types of locations. And I know this podcast is going to come out before that weekend, that Saturday, will be on halftime of the Notre Dame game. Whether you can come down and actually get back up on the roof, if that's your past experience, or you can just make a monetary donation, or your company can make, maybe you're with a racking company or inverter company or a battery company. But like Bill said, if whether it's time, money, or equipment, whatever you can do, I think a lot of people got into this industry for the right reasons. When you're with the families and you see how it changes their lives, I don't know, it's just life-changing. 
Just a recent donation was kind of interesting. We do solar across the country now at Jordan Energy, small rural install in Colorado. And the EPC firm we hired, Alti, said, well, we give $400 with every install to this animal rights type of organization or St. Jude's Cancer. And we said, oh, we share your value. And we just shared with them our relationship with Let's Share the Sun. There was a $200 check in the mail the next day. We're going to start to do this. This is connected to our industry. So John's right. Our industry does have a giving spirit that solar is making the world a better place. And Let's Share the Sun is one of those avenues for doing so. We're really excited about getting more solar companies involved because it's fun to work with them on the for-profit side. Eventually, you know, we have a growing industry and we're just gaining market share all over the world, really. Y también puedes practicar tu español si uh, viajar oh, a uh, Puerto Rico. Cantar, and we do it. We have a jam session every night too. So bring your guitar if you're so inclined. So Gary with his solar bus, right? Yeah. Has, oh, shout out bus. to Gary. Gary can play anything. He's from Vermont and he's got a solar bus. Here you're on a poor home. Like there's a person in a medical bed inside, and there's these eighty thousand dollar cameras from NBC and drones and, and drones flying. <laughs> <laughs> but the value there. Is that it gets the message out that people doing solar in these parts of the world is really, yeah. I think, great. And it's, when you drive around at Juntas, it's amazing to see how much solar is actually per capita out there. There's a lot of solar. I think Alex Honold, how do you pronounce his last name? Honold? The, Honold, uh, yeah. They, yeah, they're involved down there as well. I think they saw after Maria, Casa Pueblo, they were the only place people could charge their phones and they had electricity and they're like, this set off, no pun intended, a light bulb. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I read somewhere where there's 2,000 residential home installations a month now in Puerto Rico. Yeah, you got to imagine like, well, they're probably paying like 40 cents a kilowatt hour or something down there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Actually, after that substation happened, they doubled the prices. So there's a fight going on because Luma is, I think, in a tough spot to deliver, I guess. I know that video that you referred to from NBC, is that on the Let's Share the Sun? It will be. I'll point to a video that is and reiterate gratitude. Wood McKenzie became the primary and major sponsor. So they have Transforming the Way We Power the Planet as their mission. And so they really stepped up. There were three participants. They raised a huge amount of money for last year's and they're doing the same this year. And so we see them as a very, very close partner. They brought a videographer who did a great job. It's an easy, short video to watch on our website, and it gives you a sense of how these trips go. They had a ball. They were fun. Yeah, great people. <laughs> Shout out to Wood Mac. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. Is there anything else we should know about Let's Share the Sun that we haven't talked about? Just that we're very approachable. I mean, it sounds corny, but to say we look for the easy yes okay, what's my easy yes? Well, it's going to be different for different people and organizations. But for BQ, it was, oh, we got all these panels up in the warehouse. We're never going to use them. We saved too many after we finished an install, multi-megawatt install on a landfill. So that was an easy yes for them that gets the ball rolling. We're happy to engage that conversation and we do so on a weekly basis. So when John says, watch the NBC spot, you know, at halftime, we hope that people that listen to this feel comfortable calling. So we'll list our phone number and the website so that they can engage in a conversation to figure out what fits for them. One of the ideas with McKenzie's is executive retreats. Imagine having a second retreat oh, great. in a poor part of the world where you cover your retreat topics and then you get on a roof and you help a person that's just... It's called a roof. 
Bill. It's a roof. <laughs> what did I say? Not a roof. Yes, <laughs> a roof. I can't even claim an accent. <laughs> it's 501c3 fully tax deductible, right, Bill? Yep. So, oh, that's important. So please join us at Hootas 2023. Let's go. <laughs> We've been called Let's Share the Fun, too. So these trips are fun. Hey, so they are fun. You're welcome fun. to join us. This has been an amazing podcast. I appreciate both of you making time out of your schedule. To talk about Let's Share the Sun on the podcast, we'll obviously have the link where they could donate both of your contact information. They're looking for the easy yes. Thanks so much. Thanks, Benoit. Anytime. Thank you for being on. Thanks for listening to the Solar Maverick Podcast. The Solar Maverick Podcast is brought to you by Renew Energy. We're a solar development and consulting firm. If you believe that this podcast is adding value to you, please give us a five-star review and share with those that you think could benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and feedback to info at renewenergy.com. That's I-N-F-O at R-E-N-E-U-Energy.com. The Solar Maverick Podcast is produced by Podcast Laundry and executive produced by Benoit Thangen and Kevin Y. Brown. 